look together at God's Word, Psalm 71. As you can already tell, it's been such an active weekend for us here at Temple Baptist Church, and most weekends are very active for us. If you look at our calendar, our schedule, you'll see all kinds of things that are going on, but especially this weekend, as uh, we have recognized our Bible drill participants, as uh, we have had Disciple Now, as uh, we have had weddings, and we've come together this morning for worship, and then tonight we'll have our children's program, music and missions, and then tomorrow, tomorrow a few of our senior adults will head out toward Branson. Dale, you got a spot on that trip? I think I'm going with you. I feel a little gray in my hair right now. I think I'm heading out with you tomorrow. But we have had all kinds of things going on affecting so many different areas of ministry and life. And as I was thinking about this weekend, as I was reflecting upon it, I recognized how our relationship with God, our relationship with God, how it is not segmented to one season of life, but rather wherever you are, upon the age spectrum, wherever you are, God can be a, an essential part and should be an essential part of who you are. Whether you're a child or you're a youth, whether you're a young adult or senior adult, wherever you are, God should be so essential to your life and who you are. I want to share with you today this idea of a lifetime relationship. Because when you accept Christ Jesus as your Lord, you are accepting him for a lifetime. Would you say amen? If you are accepting him into your life, you're not accepting him just for a moment or just for a season. When you come to Christ, when you commit your life to him, you're saying to him, God, I give you myself, I give you who I am, and I want to serve you all of my life. If you're a young individual, if you're an older individual, whatever it is, as long as God has given you breath, you seek to serve him. That should be the lifetime relationship. That should be the commitment that you make. And I want to show you how that relationship may look in different seasons of our lives. Psalm 71 is a testimony. It is a testimony of an older believer who looks back upon life and thanks God for all of the things that he's done, but also asks God to provide for him the strength and the energy that he needs in order to declare God's greatness to the future generations. I want you to hear this testimony as an older believer comes and he just simply shares his heart to God and with us. Notice what it says beginning in verse 1. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise. And with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies speak against me. Those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together. Saying God has forsaken him. Pursue him and take him. 
but there's none to deliver him. Oh God, do not be far from me. Oh my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed. Who are the adversaries of my life? Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day, for I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only. God, you have taught me from my youth. To this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, oh God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. Also your righteousness, oh God, is very high. You who have done great things, oh God, who is like you? You who have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. You shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Also with a lute, I will praise you and your faithfulness, O my God. To you I will sing with a harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you. And my soul, which you have redeemed, my tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long. For they are confounded, for they are brought to shame, who seek my hurt. Here you have the testimony of an older believer Again, as he reflects back upon his life and as he asks God to give him the necessary strength to declare the goodness and the greatness of God, you hear this testimony. As you read through this passage, I think you see the different seasons of life. You see the idea of youthfulness. You see the idea of being older and yet still serving the Lord wherever you are and in whatever you do. Now, I want to point out some primary, I think, marks of the younger person's life, characteristics of the younger person's life, and also some primary characteristics of the older person's life, especially as it relates to that individual's relationship with God. So let me give this to you this morning as you think about it. For those that are in their younger days, and I want to say this this morning, I'm not going to qualify who's in the younger days and who's in the older days, all right? Right off the bat, I'm just going to take the safe and easy way out, and I'm not using age in any, in any reference this morning. So for some of you, think of yourself as younger. For those that, yeah, just think of yourself as younger this morning, all right? In your younger days, your relationship with God is marked primarily. Hear that word, primarily. Primarily by passion and growth. Those two things mark your life as a younger believer. I'm I'm not saying that older believers shouldn't have passion, and I'm sure not saying that older believers shouldn't grow in their faith. They certainly should. I'm talking about primarily. As I look at this passage, as I hear this older individual give his testimony, what I hear him saying is that as a younger man, he experienced the passion, the energy, the strength of God, and he he also experienced that growth in his relationship with God. So let me flesh that out a little bit for you this morning. Energy, strength, passion. That passion that we have, especially as younger individuals. I didn't ask Dale to say this, didn't put, it, put him up to it. Every now and then he follows the lead of God in his life. And uh, you heard him mention right after that video about the energy that all of those youth were displaying. 
There's a lot of youth. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of passion that you find. And in our younger days, we have that energy and that passion, that strength in our relationship to God. That's actually what the psalmist is praying. He's praying God to give him strength because he recognizes that the physical strength in particular is fading from him just a little bit. And he's asking God for that physical strength. He's recognizing that he may not have the energy and the passion that he had had when he was younger. He's asking God for that. Which again says to me that if you're younger, you may have a sense of passion and energy in your relationship to God. And that it may mark that relationship, who you are. Well, most of us, we understand that. I mean, we understand the energy and the passion of those who are younger. When we look at our children, we look at our youth, when we look at our college students, we recognize the energy and the passion that is there. Someone has said, there is a reason that they play football in high school and college and not the retirement village. You understand what I'm saying? There is a reason. There's an energy that they have, physical strength, a passion that they have that we all recognize. And I think it's tremendous. I think it's awesome. One of the great things that I have enjoyed about being at Temple Baptist Church is continuing to see the younger individuals and their passion for Christ. Now, I've seen that in other churches. I've seen it among children. I've seen it among youth. Of course, one of the things that I've experienced here for the first time, the passion and the energy of the college students. It's it's tremendous for me. It, I draw upon that. Sometimes, see, I still think of myself as younger. I was up in Chicago this week, and I was visiting one of uh, our college students that's there working, uh, mobilizing, helping out with our North American missions and all the things that are going on. And we were talking, Casey and I were there together, and we were talking about our children getting older and about how uh, Julia's about to be driving in a year or so, and and Abigail, she'll be 13 in May, and that began settling in for a little bit of us, you know, just a little bit on the age. I reminded him he was older than I was still because it makes me feel better to put other people down like that. But, <laughs> but still, it began settling in just a little bit about our, our age and, you know, getting a little bit up there. But, but I told our college student that was there, I told him, I, I still feel like a 20-year-old. I mean, I still think of myself as a 20-year-old. And I hope I look like a 20-year-old. Yeah, I get that a lot. And it's going to hurt my feelings when they stop saying that, you know. <laughs> There's some youthfulness that we have. There's some passion, the energy that we have. Whether it's in our children, our youth, our college students, wherever. Young adults, we see it. We see the passion that is there. And that is awesome. The passion and the energy of that relationship. And I think we ought to capture that. You remember the passion that you had when you began this lifetime relationship with God. Now, most of us, most of us probably began it at a younger age. Almost all the statistics tell us that most individuals, most believers today, decided to follow Jesus before their 18th birthday. Most. Let me ask you today. If it was before your 18th birthday you accepted Christ, would you just raise your hand? Look at this. 
Thank you. What a visible reminder of the commitment we need to have to the next generation, by the way. The passion and the energy that we have as younger individuals to serve him. And when we began that relationship, whenever it was, and, and get this, God saves, he, he saves the 18-year-old, he saves the 88-year-old. I'm thankful for that power that God has. But wherever it is, when you begin your relationship with God, you remember the passion and the energy that you had. When I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, I was around 12 years of age. And I remember wanting to go out and win the world. I thought I could do it all. Because I was so on fire and had the energy and the passion of that relationship. It's kind of like when we begin a relationship. Maybe we begin a dating relationship. You remember the first time you went on a date? The first time you went out with someone? And do you remember the energy you had, almost the nervous energy that you had? And here you were in the car, you were driving along, it was just the two of you. Well, you thought it was just the two of you, but all of a sudden you could hear two voices in the background. You thought you had two people in the back seat named apprehension and anxiety. They were right there with you, right? And you could feel the nervousness. You, you could feel all that goes on in that initial relationship. You remember when maybe you went to a movie and you were sitting there at the movie and all of a sudden when you reached into the popcorn, your hand touched her hand. Remember that? And just, am I on a limb by myself here this morning? Is somebody with me? And you could just feel the excitement, the energy. The, you could feel it just as, just as that happened. So similar to our relationship with God. When we come into that relationship in the very beginning, maybe we're a child or we're youth or college students, or maybe, maybe it was later in life we came to Christ and we could feel the, the passion and the energy. And that's, that's what the relationship seems to be marked by most. The passion and the energy of those younger days. Oh, how we, we need that passion. How we need that energy. The writer of the Proverbs says this, he says to us that basically the strength of the younger man, the glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is their gray head. I'll talk about the gray-headed people in a moment. But listen to what he says there in the beginning. He says the glory of younger men is their strength, their passion, their energy. What so many of us could learn from, I think, is the passion, the energy of the younger to help us to maintain our passion and energy and the relationship that we have with God. In our younger days, in our younger days, our relationship with God is marked by passion, energy, strength. I think that's what you hear the psalmist saying as he reflects back. But also, our younger days are marked by a growth in our relationship with God. Primarily, primarily marked by growth. In verse 17, the psalmist, as he was speaking to God, he said, Oh God, you have taught me from my youth. Now again, obviously the psalmist had begun his relationship with God as a younger individual. He had begun that relationship. He recognized that God had been at 
work in his life, even from his mother's womb, as the passage says. But at some point, he had committed his life to God, and he had followed this God of Israel, the God of his fathers. And he says, it is from my youth that you have taught me. You have taught me. I'm amazed sometimes at what the younger mind in particular can absorb. I am amazed at how they can absorb certain things and learn so much so quickly. We are told from study after study about younger individuals who, if they begin maybe a foreign language in elementary school, they can learn it so much more quickly than some of us who are already out of school. That just boggles my mind. Another, a foreign language? But they can absorb so much. They can understand. Those who stood on this stage a little while ago, and I'm sorry you and the gathering couldn't see that this morning, but there were so many who stood here, children who had studied and who had learned the Scripture, God's Word, God's instruction. So many of them had done that. And I think as we begin our relationship with God, as we hear Him, as we work, somehow in our younger days of that relationship, we can grow in these tremendous ways. I remember, again, in my relationship with God, as I began this journey of just reading and reading and hearing and trying to just devour as much as I could. Sometimes it was on my back porch of my house that I would take the little children's Bible that I'd been given and I would read and I would read and I would read because I just wanted to know more, see more. It continued in my life. I remember as a high school student making sure that I was doing certain devotions, doing certain things, just trying to learn. And in college, of course, and I know some of you say, well, that was your study. It was my study, but I, I loved it. There's something about how God can take you in those days, those early days, and he can grow you in that relationship. He can grow you. He can begin. And it's just like this exponential growth that you can experience. Passion and youth. Growth and youth. Somehow in our younger days, according to what this psalmist says, I think, as I read through it, as I hear what he says, he says, in our younger days, that relationship with God, that relationship is marked by passion and growth. So let me say this to you. Some of you, you've already self-identified as being in your younger days. Use that passion for the kingdom of God. Use that passion. Turn it toward God. Turn it toward that relationship. See that relationship grow. Use this moment in your life. Use this moment in your life to grow in your relationship. 
Don't miss out upon this opportunity. Remember it was John, the beloved, who was called, who was most likely a teenager when he followed the Lord Jesus Christ. It was Timothy, who was pastor at Ephesus, who was the young man following Christ. I say to you, if you identify yourself in these younger days, capture the passion and use it for Christ. I say for you today, if you are in your younger days, to grow, grow, grow in that relationship. It's a tremendous season of your life. God's ordained you for this moment. He's formed you for this moment. He wants to use you. About those in our older days. Again, this is the testimony that you find here of a believer who's in his older days. And what does this believer say? I think as you read through it, as you capture his heart and capture his mind, you see that he says, in our older days, our relationship with God is primarily, primarily marked by intimacy and proclamation. Intimacy and proclamation. Now let me, again, give some attention to this idea of intimacy and proclamation. Intimacy, a closeness. Coming together in a relationship. Experiencing the depth of the relationship. Now this just makes sense. If you have been in the relationship for some time, and you have grown and you have grown and you have grown, hopefully you have come to a greater sense of intimacy with the other individual. You have a greater depth in that relationship. When you read through this, and again... Because of time's sake, I'm not going to read all of this again, or I'm not going to capture all of this truth probably here this morning. But as you read through it, you will hear an individual first that is willing to come before God and say, God, hey, I need your help. An individual that can come before God and say, God, I've seen you do it before. I've known you. I know your goodness. I know your greatness. God, I know that. I experienced this relationship. And listen... If you're an older believer, if you're in, a, in your older season of life, then you ought to be able to say, yes, I've experienced him and I've known him and I've seen what he could do. And that relationship today is greater and stronger than it ever has been. I may not have the physical energy. I may not have all of the passion of the younger. But I have the depth and the commitment that has come through all of these years. Just as we make a commitment to our spouse when we get married. Just in those early days of the passion and the energy that is displayed. We see as we grow older. We see as that relationship matures. That we have greater intimacy with one another. A greater commitment. Greater knowledge of one another and who they are. And I think that's what you hear here in the psalmist's words. You know, in my own personal life, uh, so Leslie and I have been married some time now. It's amazing how we know each other. Some of you know this. You've been there and you're with your spouse. Like, I know what she's going to do a lot of times. She knows what I'm going to do for bad or good. She knows what I'm going to do. 
She knows a lot of times what we're going to, which I'm going to say. I know what she's going to say. It is, it is one of those moments where, like, you can finish the other person's sentence. You probably can identify as well. How, how do you get to that? I mean, how do you get to that point? How do you get to that point where they, you know that maybe your spouse likes this and doesn't like that and how you know what she's going to say, you know what she's not going to say, you know when she gives you the look, what that means. How, how do you know that? How do I know that about Leslie? The way I know it is because this month, we're going to celebrate 17 years of marriage. This month. Now, I've known her for some time. Some of you may not remember the story, but I met her in kindergarten. I did. We went to kindergarten together all the way up. Most of the time, we didn't like each other. She may not like me still. I'm not sure. We started dating our senior year in high school. Now has been... 20 years ago. We've been married 17 years. How, how do I know these things about her? Because I've been in a relationship with her for these years. Because I've spent time with her. Because we've gone through the great, wonderful times. Because we've gone through the moments of celebration when our children were born. We've gone through moments of celebration as God would move us and work in our hearts. We've gone through the moments of celebration, celebration when the Rustin High baseball game team beat Zachary yesterday. You saw that? <clears throat> Everybody say amen in this place. <laughs> Makes me feel kind of better about myself. I'm sorry I got self-esteem issues you can hear this morning. We celebrated. We celebrated together. And we've also gone through difficulties together gone through some very tough times together. We've, we know one another. Hey, you go on a Disney World trip with somebody, you know them. So you want to get to know your pastor? <laughs> Take him to Disney World, all right? Do that. When you read this, and again, when you, when you read through this over and over, what does he say? He says, God, I, I know you. I'm an older individual. God, I've been there. I've done that. I've experienced these things with you. There have been some great times of celebration. There have been some times. If you read this, he says, there have been some times of trouble. But God, you have been there to revive me and renew me and strengthen me. God, you've been there. And I say to you that your relationship with God should grow deeper and more intimate every day. If you're an older believer and your faith is still just as shallow as it was in, the, in that initial moment when you accepted Christ, my friends, you need to hear what God would say to you to bring you to a deeper and stronger relationship, to hear His Word and to commune with Him and relate to Him and know Him. And then in our older days, in our older days, our relationship with God is marked primarily Primarily through intimacy 
and through proclamation. Proclamation. Again, you hear this. Now, also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. God, give me what is necessary. Give me what I so desperately need so that, so that I can proclaim your goodness and your greatness to the next generation. Now we see our children, we see our youth, we see our college students proclaiming the cause of Christ. And that is a tremendous testament to them, to the work of God in their lives, to their families. It's a tremendous testament. I take nothing away from their proclamation. Just as I said a moment ago, they should use their passion for the kingdom of God. But if you're in your older days, you know what God has ordained for you? He's ordained for you this task of proclaiming and declaring his goodness and his greatness. He's called you to kind of say, hey, I've been there, I've done that, this is what I've seen God do. He's called you to be about the task. Too many have, have already hung up their responsibilities. And yet God has called you. My physical strength is waning. Your physical strength may be waning, but your spiritual vitality is just so important and still essential for us today. For us to hear what you would have to say about how God has answered, how God has worked in his own way. Maybe you're going through one of the most difficult moments of your life. Maybe it is a disease or sickness that's attacked you. Maybe there are some relational or emotional challenges that you have faced. My friends, I say to you, use that moment to declare and proclaim the good news of Christ. He has given you such a platform to do that. And may I even suggest this. Gra grab on to one of these. Grab on to one of these individuals of the next generation. You see a young couple around here, you say, Hey, won't you come to my house? I'd like to cook you something this week. I guarantee you some of these younger people will be like, Eating? Yeah, I'll be at your house. You find them. You invest in them. Because today, God has given you that task of declaring and proclaiming. And they need to hear you. One of, one of the great things, if you read this week, my tidings are going, you did? Did? Please? Ugh. I talked about the multi-generational church. How blessed we are to have those in the older and younger, middle age, whatever. How blessed we are. There are too many churches that have made their choices intentionally or unintentionally to become all youth, all older, whatever else. Thanks be to God we have people who can still speak into the lives of our younger individuals. Thank God that we have people that can bring passion to the older individuals. Thank God. For many generations that can worship and serve and live together. In the community of faith. I say to you. I say to you. If you're in your older days. Proclaim. Declare. Invest. 
the psalmist, I think, clearly says that the relationship we have with God is a lifetime experience. When we come to Christ, we trust Him. As long as there's breath on our, in our body here, we enjoy the relationship and declare the relationship here. And thanks be to Him, that relationship never really ends, not even when the breath leaves our body. Because the eternal life, that eternal relationship I have with Him, well, it exists, it lasts forever and ever and ever. It only gets better and better and better. As we live in relationship. The psalmist says, it's a lifetime relationship. Not segmented to one season, but through all the seasons of life. Oh yes, in your younger days, in your younger days, that relationship may be marked by passion and growth. It should be. In your older days, yes, it may be marked by intimacy and proclamation. should be. But where, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, that relationship with God is what is significant. It is what should be nurtured and it is what empowers you to be a part of the kingdom of God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for this morning. Thank you for a relationship that never ends. A relationship that you began through your Holy Spirit's work in our lives. A relationship that was begun as we trusted you and believed in you. Gave our hearts and our lives to you. And God, I pray first of all this morning as we come this place. That those who have not trusted you and begun that relationship, they would do that today. They'd give their lives to you, surrendered, committed. God, I pray for those in their younger days, those who are in their older days. Lord, help us to see the role that you would have us to play. Help us to be faithful. Help us just to come along in this relationship and experience it as you have called us. Lord, we love you this day. We praise you. We give you the honor and the glory for all things. In Jesus' name.